Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Well Articulated Dental Podcast. This is Dr. Brian Caraba starting us off again. And uh, we do have Dr. Kevin Patterson with us and Steve Alentor. Um, they're kind of the, the idea of payment. So we asked uh, Kevin and Steve to give us a lowdown on the inception, the thought process of this. Um, Kevin originally thought of this idea because he got beat up like I did in the dental uh, community with dental insurances or benefits. Um, it made it hard for us to do quality care on our patients dealing with insurance companies all the time. So we kind of want to give the idea of what brought Paydent on board and the idea of it. So I'm going to hand this off to Dr. Patterson so he can kind of give us, you know, where this all started. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've been a dentist uh, for more than 30 years. And, uh, you know, I've, as most dentists have, I've been frustrated with dental insurance over the years. It's been, you know, there've been, I can't really remember all of the instances where, you know, we've had claims rejected, where I've had to come back to a patient and say the insurance didn't pay and you know they owe they owe, then owe me money or but then we look bad because you know, the insurance company makes us look bad because they can't give them the proper right. answer or you know or or we did the work and they said that the crown buildup wasn't necessary and they're not going to pay it or or stuff like that which makes us look bad and it's been you know insult after insult after insult and then also as a practice owner I was I was always thinking, you know, there was all the times where I've had, uh, you know, staff members sitting on hold with insurance companies. Uh, you know, there have been times where I knew that the insurance wasn't going to pay something, but the patient was insisting it was. So, so I would send a pre-estimate, and then I'd have to have the patient back to show them the pre-estimate that it, that you know, the insurance didn't pay it or it wasn't a covered benefit, and. Uh, you know, it's just been, there's just so many times. Narrative, where, you know, narrative, you know, narrative. Su submitting perio charting. Uh, you know, the patients want you to file appeals on their rejected claims. And it's just a, a black hole of time. I would rather use that front desk worker to, to provide a better service to our patients. But you know? there was, there was, you know, there was just one day where there was, and I don't remember exactly, it was some issue over an implant that wasn't going to be covered that a patient really needed. And I was just apoplectic. I'm, I was storming around the office and, uh, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was like my dad talking to me or something because there was a voice in my head that said, why don't you just fix it? And, uh, uh, you know, I started thinking like, yeah, like how would I design a dental plan? And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, is this the best we can do? Isn't there some way we could do this better? And, uh, you know, I, and that, that became kind of an obsession for me. Like how, how could you actually, or is it even possible to design a plan that would actually help someone afford dentistry? And, uh, you know, that with I, or without insurance benefits? Yeah. How, or, so many times patients have asked me, what kind of insurance can I buy? And we don't even have a resource There's none. for that. There's none where you can get more out than what you're going to, you know, what you're going to pay in. The patients are looking for help in affording dentistry and say, what kind of insurance can I buy? You can't. I mean, the insurance companies in business to make money, they're not going to sell you a plan where they're going to pay out more than they take in. And, true. you know, true. it's uh, so... 
you know, then it's led me down to this, you know, obsessive path thinking what, you know, how could we create something to actually help someone afford dentistry? And what I've, I've seen patients come to me, you know, older patients by, you know, they'll go buy a dental plan that they don't understand. It's got, uh, you know, a one year waiting period that they didn't, they were unaware of before it pays for major work, uh, you know. So that waiting period alone is just the- it's, They're the collecting the their side. premiums and, you know, the person comes in and they, they don't understand it. They, they yeah. wave it around thinking they have $1,000 to spend at the dentist and it's just a $1,000 maximum that, you know- Just to juice up It's gonna premiums. take me time and, and them a lot of money to be able, in co-pays and deductibles, to be able to, you know, get that money back out. And, uh, you know, but, you know, was it always was just, this way? No, you know, insurance throughout my stuff? career, it's, it, we've seen a lot of different iterations of the dental insurance thing. It's been, we heard you know, we've been, we've been down the HMO path, you know, with, uh, you know, that, that was around for a little while and that's kind of faded away. Um, but, but there's been a, a lot of different things, but yeah. it was, uh, it was just this, moment of frustration where all of a sudden I was like, I, you know, Boom. how could we do this better? Yeah. Well, let, let me throw one thing out there. You know, there's a fundamental problem with insurance being used for dentistry because insurance works well when you have a very large population and a very small subset has a catastrophic loss. Think mm -hmm. about life insurance. If I meet an untimely demise, I need to have a whole life's worth of income to provide for my family but it only happens to a very small percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. And that's why insurance companies can work. They bring all this money in, and then when that catastrophe occurs, they can afford to pay out handsomely mm -hmm. for, for that coverage. In the case of dentistry, though... Our catastrophe is at the beginning, because well, after we fix them, we got them on a recall system. Well, but 100% you know? of the population but needs to go to the I, dentist. Yeah. And and every one of them needs to make a claim. And what's insurance. the percentage that is going pretty much to insurance? Because I know the oh, it's, California, it's it's, it's, they passed the law. Um, California law is a certain percentage. They 2014, they, they, they made the uh, dental insurance companies publish their medical loss ratio, which is okay. the percentage of, of uh benefits they pay from the uh, premiums they collect. If and they, what was that percentage? The, the average was 61%. So they're they're taking 39% from all the... That was average. On, on, on plans that individuals could buy, 52% uh, was being paid out and 48% was being kept as administrative costs. Okay, so they're getting 100% of, of stuff and they're only paying 52% out to the patients. I mean, we, and... we kind of all as dentists knew intuitively that these plans weren't paying out, you know, uh, you know, in a in a in a way that was really benefiting patients. But when when I Do started all doing research, show this? In, Do we no, know? No, no. California's the only one that's published those rates, and uh, that's a very nice thing for us healthcare professionals to know. I would think. Well, you know, I I think it would. I think it sheds light. I mean, there was one plan in California that was only paying out four percent, and that was revealed when California passed that law that they had to publish wow. medical loss ratios. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we've known that, and, and that's really what I identified is, you know, when I started thinking and trying to design something that would be an alternative to dental insurance, I, I identified two main problems. One is that the overhead of the insurance company is too high. Uh, they've got, 
you know, employees, buildings, executives, uh, ad campaigns, all kinds of things. I to hear pay. that. We hear and, that. And, and, they're, and they're competing with the dentist over the treatment money. So that competition, you know, it, it, for the dentist, we've got to have a staff that's, uh, you know, is confirming benefits, submitting pre-estimates, filing claims, submitting x-rays, submitting narratives, uh, you know, and it, it's it's just this, you know, battle that we're doing over the treatment money. But it's we're tiresome. the ones that fix the teeth. You know, yeah. we're fighting with them over the treatment money and, and their and we're massive the care providers. is, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing I, I thought, okay, well, there's two problems. It's their overhead's too high and they're competing against the dentist. And so I, I started to imagine an alternative and it was, I knew it had to have low overhead and I didn't want it to compete against the dentist for the treatment money. Uh, I wanted it to, you know, actually lower costs for the dentist uh, because claims processing is greatly simplified if everything is covered. If there's no uh, competition over the benefit, um, you know, if the patient wants it, they can have it. And uh, if the dentist can do it, the patient wants it, they can have it. That's the that was and and so I was imagining this uh, app or this system, and like I say, I drew charts and diagrams and, and obsessed about this for a while. But it was that was where it evolved. Was thinking, you know, how could we have a plan? It have to have low overhead. You know, patients want it in network price. We gave them a modest discount, much less than with what the PPOs are getting, but. But we're saving the dentist money because uh, insurance claims processing costs are baked into the fees that dentists are charging. And when you eliminate those, you can pass some of the savings on to the uh, uh, patient, um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, that was where I was coming from with it. I mean, and if we're going to try to um, change this system, uh, one of the things early on in the research that I came up with was uh, there was a quote by uh, Buckminster Fuller that says, you never change the existing reality you, by fighting with the existing reality. You change things by creating a new system, which makes the old system obsolete. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that to me, when I, when I saw that, that really hit me. It was like, yes, the, you know, American Dental Association, God bless them, has been fighting with the insurance companies for decades. And yep. but we're not really going to change them. It's a, you know, the, if we want to really create change, the way to do it is to create a new system that makes the old system obsolete. It's just so fun, you know. I'm sorry to cut you off, but the ADA only has membership revenue coming in. You know, how can they really compete with a monster that's taking 48 percent of all, you know, what they're getting in premiums? There's no way you could feed a monster like that yeah but you know the thing is um you know dentistry is about patients and uh serving the and patients. quality care and, and quality health care. care right and it's like the, the the reality is that uh you know the insurance companies are taking a huge slice of the pie and well, we could be doing that team. much better for our patients, and then we would have less stress loads on us, and then you know we can make our communities just that much better because the support of our team members, our staff, well, you, you know, know that that's huge. Is, that number is staggering. The amount that the insurance companies consume 
every year from the premium dollars that go in is more than $30 billion. That's billion with a B, $30 billion. Okay. And that's money that does not, it's paid by patients and their employers, okay. and it does not end up in the dentist's hand, and, and, and it's all paid to fix teeth for dental, for oral health care, and that money ends up in the insurance companies. It ends up in the buildings and the advertising and the resistance. Now, there's that they CEO have to put. bonuses in there too. There's some pretty high CEO salaries in those nonprofit Little insurance companies. They you. have fifteen million dollar ish uh, payrolls for the Damn. CEOs. And then we're we're having a hard time getting paid for RCT post and crown after True we that. did the treatment True and we treated people with our heart and kindness and. You know, and that's, that's what we really do. Being, it, one of, that's one of the things really being exploited by the dental insurance company because uh, Aetna recently dropped their, uh, or I'm sorry, one of the insurance companies dropped their uh, uh, premiums by 25%. And, uh, you know. If they reduce salaries by 25%, then maybe that would be good too. Well, sometimes, <laughs> patients, sometimes people, some people are like, well, just don't take it, you know. But if you've been taking care of a patient, you know, for 20 years. But if you uh, break it down. You know, you've been taking care of them. They're, they're your patient. It's really tough to come to some, some neighbor or friend. And, you know, a lot of patients become like personal friends over the years. And it's like, all of a sudden, we're not taking your insurance anymore. And well, the, what if you had a plan where you accrued that premium money that you put in and just put that away on a monthly, a biweekly basis and just accrue money and not even deal with the dental insurance? Is that kind of something that you derive? That's, that's, what, that's <laughs> what I came up with. Basically, yeah. is that... Is that you know when I when I started looking into the numbers and, and researching it was that they can't compete with a savings account. I mean, you get out what you put in, and it's like, you know, the thing is, the, the whole concept of budgeting. They're basically paying out of pocket anyhow with a premium. So if you add up all their premiums that they're paying out, that they some people don't even know is getting paid, pulled out of their paycheck. True. They're paying for dental insurance. They're they're, they're paying five dollars to get three dollars worth of help if they're lucky. And if they uh, if they use it, right. And if you don't use it, you lose it. And the uh, insurance year, companies compensate more gone. for that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the ADA says that forty percent of the time people don't with insurance don't file a single claim in a year. All that money is just lost. It's all treatment money, and it's like, you know. And then they has to compensate somewhere else. You know, they're they're making something there, but you know they don't give the benefit to the other sixty percent. It's just lost. It's just lost. Well, this is gone. you guys are talking about the premiums, remember there are also the deductibles and the co-payments. Which, yeah, those get so, us pretty hard too. Yeah, that's a that's a big And the percentages. The, yeah. And patient. especially major stuff like, you know, removable dentures and fixed stuff, they pay 50% after deductible, after monthly premiums. And, and that's, you know, what I've seen in the past is I've seen patients, seniors in particular, they would, uh, they'll buy a dental insurance plan, which they're gonna lose close to half their money on. And then they'll come in and they'll, you know, get it, they need a crown, they need a root canal, something like that done. So they, they get a, only a small portion of their money back that they've been paying in on the insurance money uh, to pay for their work. And then they put the balance on a credit card and they're paying 25% interest on that. And it's like, Ouch. it's like, the dumbest Ouch. way to buy a crown there is. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's just sad because 
you see, you know, dentistry is expensive enough but us as without healers. having this this low value dental insurance plan thing going and then also the credit card interest on top of it and it's like and how, it, it how, how could there be a better way that was my thing and uh i just want to push in here you know us as healers you know we're there to heal people you know we do we take Bad energies away, heal people, and how can they be stuck with a credit card bill after a crown's done? That just that hurts us as providers. You or know? even you know it's now like, now even with people putting stuff on care credit and things like that too. That's another twenty plus percent interest thing that um, you know the dentist is footing the interest on the first six months or something, so the patient gets interest free. But you know if the patient just pays the bills that. Care credit sending them, they won't pay it off in time, uh, and and then they get charged interest from day one, and that's more than twenty percent interest. Uh, and it's you know you see patients they they come in and they put a whole bunch of work on uh, care credit, and then you don't see the person for three or four years, and then they're paying because down. they're paying the care credit down, and then everything else is going to, yeah. to turning into a mess because they're they're not. Getting so that's the advent of pay done. Well, or you patients know. have to budget for the expense of dentistry and mm -hmm. uh you know they don't want to go especially elderly they don't want to go to their 401k or their retirement nest egg and take money out to do a crown or something they want to build it into their monthly budget and uh but pay then is a way for people to get an in-network price um to get a plan that uh creates more value than it takes in a fee uh, to have a plan, you know, when they go to the dentist, anything that they need is covered. It streamlines the process for the dentist. Uh, and it's designed to offer more value than dental insurance. Uh, for the dentist, you know, when, when you use pay dent, the bill's paid 100%. So you're not balance billing the patient, you know, uh, you know sending statements. Uh, I love the idea, too. If you have a paid dent account, and you're a patient on the portal, if you're out of state somewhere and something breaks or you need emergency treatment, lo and behold, there's dentists around. You just tell them to sign up on their portal and then you have that money to pay for your emergency exam. Yep. You know, some insurance companies won't pay for that in different states. At least with the PayPal, you could do it nationally. I don't know internet. I, I don't know where you guys are we going with this, but no, it'll eventually become international. Yeah. But another problem with that dedicated savings account is because it, it's you know if somebody has the discipline to take money and set it aside for their dental care and put it in in a dedicated account. I mean they can do that themselves. The problem happens when the transmission of the car goes out, mm -hmm. and they say, "Well, my mouth feels fine, so I kind of don't need my dental fund right now." I'll and the use priority the money to goes down the, to twenty-eight yeah, to thirty. Yeah, and then the money comes out. Well, now all of a sudden the tooth cracks, mm -hmm. and now they need the crown, and there's no money for it. So now they're right back in the same situation. So you really need. But if help. they did have pay that money in there, and they accrued all this money, and that transmission did blow. How do, what happens? Well, they have to. They'll have to do. They'll have to deal with the transmission somehow. But okay. they they don't raid their dental care fund to do it. Okay. They have to find another solution. I mean, they have to save some money. But if they else. did have to take a hundred bucks out, if they had a thousand or something. Well, if you something. need to get your money out of pay dent, there's an easy way to do that, and you get mm -hmm. almost all of it out. We do have to keep our five percent fee, okay. so you get ninety five percent of your money back if you need to take it out. But mm -hmm. you really. 
you really shouldn't put be down that thirty nine percent and all that. You know those yeah. huge enormous. You're going to need dental care. Everyone needs yep. dental care, and you can't predict when you're going to need major work. And that's why you need to keep a savings account with dedicated money, and and also an individual doesn't have much negotiating power with the dentist. When they go in and say, hey, I'm going to pay cash, the dentist says, okay, I'll give you a 10% discount or maybe a 7% discount because they have to pay 3% for the credit card processing. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they offer a discount like that. But when we go in and we say to all of the dentists, hey, we're going to send you a very large body of patients with verifiable money to spend. And, and you can check to make sure that money's available. If, you, if we can do that for you, and we'll cover absolutely anything that you're licensed to do, a, a elective, cosmetic. And so if we do that for you, will you, give us, will you give us this discount? And we're going to take three quarters of it and pass it back to the patients. Sounds as like their a discount. pretty good deal there. Yeah. It's, the thing is, it's, it's just, you know, really for any dentist if they sit and think about it i think sometimes we're so busy wrapped up in you know our lives caring for our patients uh that you know nobody really takes the time to just sit and think about this problem and uh you know but but the answer you know dental insurance is a very antiquated uh system and uh the idea that we're gonna, you know, submit claims and go back and forth and stuff with an insurance company is really, you know, to pay for routine things, uh, you know, cleanings, x-rays, uh, you know, fillings and things like that. It's just, you know, you get insurance for when you wreck your car or your uh, house burns down or something like that, but not for getting your teeth cleaned. When you're talking the 100000 and, and those are those are rare events, you yeah. know, and you insure against those because it's a, a method of risk sharing. But there isn't yeah. any risk sharing with with dentistry because everybody has to go. And but I love the idea is just you know now that we have you know we can save some money with a different plan. We don't have to use the crazy insurance percentages taking the monies away. You can get more treatment done in in less time. And then you could be on a consistent recall. When we modeled know? it against, uh, you know, common dental insurance plans mm -hmm. for the same treatment plans, we were able to pay the dentist forty-seven percent more, while the patient paid twenty-five percent less. And we did that. We were able to achieve that because the third-party portion was reduced by ninety percent, eighty-nine point seven percent. Uh, reduction in the third party portion on some treatment plans that we've modeled. And, and that's because what we're doing is we're replacing the staff of an insurance company with cloud-based computers. Correct. And they're not free. I mean, it costs money to have run programs on Amazon Web Services and Stripe and, and things like that. But, but it's much less expensive and it scales much better than having thousands of employees fighting uh, for human an insurance element. company against thousands of dental uh, mm -hmm. office staff, you know, competing in this in this competition over the treatment money. You know, uh, PayDet just says, okay, you know, we'll, we'll provide benefits and we do it for a very low percentage. Uh, you know, there, you can't have a company that makes no money. Uh, it's not a company, but, but PayDent is, has has very thin overhead and it delivers much more for the money, much more dentistry per dollar put in than uh, 
than dental insurance plans. And the quality of the care, once again, I keep saying quality of care, quality of care. It just goes up enormously because we don't have the headaches of the narratives. Or, God, why didn't they pay this? They said they were going to pay it on the pre-estimate, and now they're not paying it. And it's just such, it's like, it interrupts your day when you just want to have a nice day with your patients. How much time have we spent trying to figure out what the insurance was going to be, and what the patient's portion would be, and what the terms of the patient's portion would be? And, you know, it's like... I'd rather talk about, you know, their life and get stories from them than talk about stupid, you know, payment for insurance. You know, and that would eliminate a lot of that. And our relationships would just prosper with our patients. We would be more family practitioners. There's the the friction that's built into the dentist-patient transaction is purposely cumbersome and built by the insurance companies. Oh, we all feel it. it. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you take take a ride in an Uber, I mean, you, you get in the Uber, you don't really discuss the fee with the driver. The app has set the price of the ride that you're going to take. When you get to your destination, you just get out of the car and walk away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, looking as I was, you know, working on this, you know, we wanted to make the, the transaction between the dentist and the patient. We wanted to lower that friction. You know, it's like when the patient signs their name on an iPad in the operatory, they can, their bill is paid 100%. They can just walk past the front desk and go out the door. We got to schedule them for the next appointment. There's always got to be a They recall. can have that, but it's like, <laughs> you can do that. I mean, in our office, you schedule the next appointment in the operatory, and yep. and it's the dental school that's done that way too. But yep. in, in our office, you know, the patient signs an iPad. Uh, their their uh, paid-in account is debited. It goes to the practice's account, and they walk out the front door, and their bill is 100% paid. Lickety split. They're not. They know they're not going to get a bill from the dentist. That's the good. dentist doesn't have to send a bill. Uh, it saves so much money for the dentist. And then we could pass that down in so many ways to our wonderful patients that we care for. True. And the quality of the experience. So, so, so much. You know, I as a I'm not a dentist. I'm. But you Steve know, is on board. I, we but wanted the, to introduce this big time too. We talked a lot about the the perception of you know the pay dent, but Steve is on board. Married in cousin Steve um, is on board because he's part of the mastermind of pay dent also because he but, does the apps and he knows all these numbers too. And these guys are amazing. But so. the point I wanted to make is, as a patient, when I go into the office, I get my work done, and I have a pleasant experience with the with the doctor. Sometimes there's some pain involved because there's a lot of nerves in your mouth. Well, you're flossing too, so and flossing too. Yes. But still, I, I cracked a tooth a couple of years ago. It was a it was a virgin tooth. The dentist told me, you know, and I'm 60 years old, so over 60. So the the um, uh, this is this tooth has served me for such a long time, and he said, no, you have to have a crown on it. And and sure enough, you know, I I have insurance, and he charged me. For the tooth, for the crown, and the and the prep work, and and everything else, and and I paid my insurance, and I I filed the claim, I, I paid him the entire uh, balance, and then he filed the claim on my behalf, and I received back from the insurance company well less than a third. I was going to say, what was your benefit from the insurance yeah, after you well paid 100 a hundred percent of it? So the exact numbers. 
the exact numbers, um, I so I paid the insurance company $3,200 during that year between premiums and what I paid for the crown, and they sent me $433 back. That sounds so, like so a fair share. So $2,800 it cost me for a crown, and that was the only thing I had done that year. I didn't go in for a cleaning. I didn't go in for a checkup. I just had the crown done, and, and it was a $1,500 crown. I could have paid directly and got it for 1500 yeah. but the the thing i wanted to ask about though kevin is so so you've gone through this process of analyzing uh what a better system might look like and you compared it to the to the revolution that we've seen in technology with apps and where the patient pays the app the app pays the doctor so so how did you how did you really envision what the system was going to look like and how it was going to work well you know I mean, I remember uh, it's it has evolved as it, it's you know as we've done it. It was uh, it was just when I came to your house and and our wives are cousins and uh, you know I was at Steve's house for a barbecue and I remember Steve flipping burgers at the grill story. and I I started telling him about this idea that I had for uh, an alternative to dental insurance and uh, and I was imagining it as an app and. Uh, you know that would that would not compete with the dentist over the treatment money. Um, it would it would had to have very low overhead, and it would, you know, I I was thinking about Uber, and I was you know, imagine you just read this. the book too, yeah, right? Right. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'd read the book, um, the Battle for Uber, uh, which is a great book, and it's uh, and it it got, tells all about the startup of Uber, and I was thinking, you know. We, we need a more streamlined process, uh, you know, and I, I know from the dentist perspective, you know, how much it's costing us to process claims and stuff like that. So I was thinking about it that way. And so, you know, I was describing this alternative to dental insurance to Steve and he was like, I like that. I like that. And, uh, you know, you know, my natural approach with all because I get the business that I'm in, you know, I look at new ideas, a thousand of them a month. And generally, there's a major flaw in every idea. There, there's you know some great idea, but it's got some fundamental flaw. That's just not going to work. It's got that flaw. So, so when you came with your idea, you know, and, and over the the decades, you and I have talked about some stuff, and some of that stuff was, was pretty major flawed. So, 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 uh, so you did, when you find those flaws, you dismiss them, and and every so often, even something that's got a major flaw finds its way through, and the flaw gets resolved. But with this one, with Paydent, the way you described it, you said it's like an app, and, and the app pays the doctor, and the patient pays the app, and it's it's streamlined and automated. And I looked for the problem. I said, where is the flaw in this concept? And I couldn't find it. I could not find a flaw. So I took it back to the business school, and I took it to all of my professors there. I, had, I was going through an MBA program at the time, and I took it to a bunch of the professors, one of them, had 20 plus years in the insurance industry. He was a data scientist. And and he looked at it and he said, this is perhaps the best idea I've ever seen. So we got him on our board of advisors now. <laughs> but we couldn't find the flaw. We could not find the flaw in this process. And we said, the only hard part is building it efficiently. And I said, well, I can code up a proof of concept pretty quickly. So I did that and we had it running within a matter of weeks on a, on, a, on a PC and we could simulate what it would look like when somebody would go in, open their account, start making deposits. Then when they would go into their practitioner for treatment, they, the practitioner would capture the treatment as a collection of procedures 
and we had to have all the procedures in our price list and this just creates this tremendous transparency so when I used to go to the dentist I would have no idea what what the treatment was going to cost mm -hmm. I had no idea that there were roughly 700 procedures that dentists are licensed to perform mm -hmm. and and that a treatment is made up of a bunch of those I had no idea that a cavity can be a one surface or two surface or three surface cavity and people patients just don't know that stuff so that was another big part of what we tried to accomplish with this is full transparency how much does the stuff cost can I go and compare from one dentist to the other well we said standard pricing will make it so that so that every dentist can give you fair treatment for the same the same problem the same treatment yeah it's, how would you sign up for this as a dentist and as a a patient you just go to paydent.com p-a-y-d-e-n-t.com and there's a section there uh, there's a it's divided into two halves there's a patient half and a provider half gotcha. you just go in there and it says open an account you click in there you spend a few minutes opening an account you answer a few questions and you have an account there's no cost no obligation on either side so you can you can quit anytime um, the patient commits to a regular monthly payment and then at any time they can add money to their account. If they know they're going in for treatment, they can put they can put as much money in they want. They can use a bank account to do it. That's really the best and way. And they could see any dentist of their choosing. With yeah, this. any participating dentist. No dentist is knocked out of it? Or? No, any dentist that chooses to participate can participate. All they have to do is go in there, and it only takes a few minutes for the dentist to open an account. They do have to give us you know, their name, they have to give us our payment information so that we can transfer into their bank account. Ultimately, there will be ability to weed out any, any bad, sour app. Oh, we're doing ratings, deal. yeah. So we yeah. so the patients can rate the dentist and the dentist can rate the patients. Now it's there's limitations yeah, as to how much the, as to what the dentist can, because we need HIPAA protection. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So but, but they can rate those patients based on their punctuality with the appointments. Do they show up to the appointments? Are they pleasant to deal with? Those are the kind of things that you can, that you can rate the patients. So if a patient's getting a really bad score, the doctors are maybe gonna choose not to, not to treat them. Wow. It's, it, it was, you know, it, that was also coming from the way Uber works, uh, you know, or Airbnb. I mean, you know, the fact that you're rated on Uber, the drivers rated, but also the riders are rated is something that keeps everybody on their best behavior. Yeah. Uh, and or most. Uh, yeah. And, oh man! Yeah, and it's it, it's yeah. Well, you know, within reason, and it's uh, you know, I mean, somebody could have a bad day, but it's uh, you know, it it is that was the intention was that uh, you know, I know as a dentist, uh, there's a you know, there's a, you know, Google reviews, there's a, there's um, I just saw F B one stuff like that, and it's like, but. But this was this was a way that uh, you know you know just to make it transparent to make every you know to keep everybody uh, straight up uh, you know was was how that was how that evolved. Because some of the doctors, you know, they get slammed with one bad review. I just saw you know a doc put something on the FB, and you know it was just like this person trounced the heck out of me. I did something nice for this patient, and then the patient came back, and they had like a a couple dollar copay or something and it turned out to be a, a mess you know so it's so nice to have the ability to have reviews on both ends 
of this app. That was that was the you know that was one of the ways you know one of the things that we were modeling after how some of these other apps work and uh, you know it's um, you know it was it was designed to streamline the process to help patients afford dentistry um, and it's it's designed you know to bring out bring about a new system I mean if if patients would you know one of the things that I saw on this was for employers uh, as an employer you know I had medical insurance for my employees one year we had a flat year with the practice uh, you know it was a recession and we did about the same numbers we did the year before, but we had a 40% increase in our insurance premiums. Yeah. Uh, whereas with a pay dent, if, if an employer has pay dent for their employee's dental plan instead of dental insurance, the employer is com in complete control as to when or if there are increases in the, the monthly cost. They can choose, you know, they can say, okay, you know, the business was flat this year, we won't have any increases in our and our dental benefit plan. We're going to hold it the same. Uh, you know, it's it's not something where, you know, if you have an employer contributing $50 a month for an employee's um, dental plan and you have an employee also contributing $50 a month, they've got $1,200 a year in a pay dent account that they can use any way they want. And it carries over. And they never lose the money at the end of the year. Uh, like insurance, like insurance yeah, just lose goes it. away. Well, you know, there's another problem that we unintentionally solved with this is um, uh, coverage never lapses. Yeah. So when you have your dental insurance, if for some reason you don't make a few payments, if your employer is having trouble and they don't make the payments on your behalf, all of a sudden your coverage laps and it lapses and then you have no coverage. With pay dent, the money just sits in your account until you use it. So if you had if you had you know uh, a year's worth of uh, insurance money built up and you didn't get to the dentist and then you leave your job, that money goes with you. You know you you still it's have your, your account. benefit. It's your account. It's your it was patient paid portal. as your benefit. Whereas you could you could you could earn a year's worth of dental benefit at an employer. Uh, you didn't get to the dentist, you're just too busy or whatever, and then you leave that job, your benefit's gone. You just paid Not all there, that money right? in for the year and it's all gone and it doesn't go with you. Uh, you know, So when an employer is paying a benefit to an employee, it's with pay dent, it's their benefit. It's their it's money. It's actually theirs. It's theirs. And uh, they have sweet. it. And, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean... You know, and if you think you about it, you work hard for that money. Why can't you have control of it? And you know, instead of having someone else take control, there's of so it. many patients that have gotten. You know, if you think about denture patients, denture patients, I have always felt get really cheated on dental benefits because, you know, for one thing, they're not going for regular cleanings. They're not going for fillings. They're not going for uh, X-rays, and and uh, they're they not, come in once a year yeah, so we can clean off the full over full, yeah, throw it in the, the ultrasonic, and maybe and do our check thing. out the inside, get an exam. But yeah. they're paying for a year's worth of dental benefits, and then when five years rolls around, or or sometimes longer, uh, if they usually have a five-year replacement, and if role, they break it four and a half, they got to pay out of pocket. Yeah, and then they, you know, and then it's like when that five years rolls around, they pay fifty percent on a set of dentures they've been collecting premiums man. for five years the person doesn't use 
hardly anything out of that five years so, and then they get 50 percent coverage so Whereas, they get, probably made six thousand dollars off a premium and then they pay 400 bucks for the freaking 50 percent denture yeah so here you're talking about you know with if it were paid in, instead the person would have all of the six thousand dollars and if the and car if transmission they, went if down they, if hello. well if they if they wanted an implant retained lower denture yeah. Uh, you know that that would be a possibility. That money is uh, not lost. Or you know, and insurance probably wouldn't cover that ever. Well, right? there it's are hard some that do, but it's wise. rare. And it's like if you had, you know, that's a whole different ball of wax. That that's a couple podcasts talking about that one. Yeah, but with, well, the, 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 uh, and, uh, another thing that I came up with or thought about was if you had. Say say you're a person that brushes and you floss and you take good care of your teeth and you go in and most years all you have is a couple cleanings. Just recalls, uh, yeah. Okay, so your money, you know, you're getting the same benefit as everybody else and in in uh, pay dent, you would have maybe seven or eight hundred dollars a year accumulating. And say over your working career, you built up twenty thousand dollars in your pay dent account. Now when you retire you have this money in your pay dent account to pay for dentistry while you're retired. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whereas there's got to be thresholds too. If because you're, if you're brushing and flossing and taking care of your teeth and you have insurance, your premiums are paying for all of the other people's teeth. And uh, you're, you know, you're yeah. getting a, a couple cleanings a year. And paying My teeth way are damn over, good. Way and over, it's like you're way overpaying for yeah. two cleanings a year. Totally. And, uh, and and your money's going to pay for somebody so, else's debt. Well, just the ownership of the money. Let me make one comment. Yeah, this on is that. pretty the cool. Ownership of the money. This was something Kevin pointed out to me early on. When you pay a premium, you use your money to pay a premium for your dental insurance. Your money becomes the insurance company's money. It's Correct. their money now. Totally. And, and they fight and you, They got and total and control you get, of it. And you may be able to get some of it back through a claim process that they have complete control over. They could say yes or no I'm, I'm anytime. I'm you're not going to get all of your money back. I okay. think your guess will be correct. Yes. I'm going to guess that. Maybe 40% you can get back. Maybe 50% you bet you can get back. But, you're, you're, you know. Excuse it, my French, that's an ass kicker. It's, it's terrible. And it's like, you know, the reason this all exists is because there isn't anything else. Yeah. Uh, and it's been happening for decades upon decades upon decades. And that they try it different ways with indemnities and HMOs like we were talking earlier. But, you know, we got we got about 40 minutes plus on this bad boy. We, we, you know, know, we, we got the over, evolution. a lot of good information. Oh, this, this is wonderful. So you got two podcasts in one here, troops. So we're going to cap this one off, and we're going to see if we can Thank get another so one out. Thank you so much for the so opportunity. We this, appreciate it. You know, we, we want all of us to you know take advantage of this you know this is for everyone this is for patients this is for providers this is for communities this is to make people healthier this isn't a fake plan this this is some good stuff let so. me give you the three things that we really tried to accomplish with this number one is we wanted a plan that didn't compete with the with the doc it didn't complete compete with the patients and the doctors for the treatment money so, so it's, um, it takes all of the hassles of insurance and just gets rid of them, every single one of them. Number two, fair compensation for dentists and a fair price for patients. Love it. 
And as Kevin mentioned, you know, that one model, 47% increase to the doctor, 25% reduction for the patient. Win -win. And num number three, and this is a thing that the insurance companies got right, is a regular monthly payment. Patients want to make, they want to move their dental care to the front of the month, not make it a big lump. If you have to pay for a twelve or $1,500 crown or root canal and you're not prepared for that, that's devastating. Oh, you yeah. want to make a regular small monthly payment and have that money on reserve when you need the treatment so it comes up. So those are the three mm -hmm. things. And, you know, we, we as providers totally have hearts with our patients. You know, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't have went to dental school. You know, we wouldn't be behind the chair if we didn't have care, you know. And, and something like this can really evolve in a beautiful thing for, you know, everyone. So commend, I commend you guys. This, you. this is a wonderful thing. And hopefully, you know, we can really help a lot of people with this beautiful venture. Well, thanks for your help in getting yeah. it out here and, and everything else that you're doing for well, us. Well, you know yeah. me. I, I just love being around you guys, and you guys are great communicators and critical thinkers, and it's just great to be around some some smarter minds than mine. I actually look a little smarter when I'm around some smarter people. So, <laughs> Well, I guess we got to cap this off. Do you want to say toodaloo, guys? Thanks a lot, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Always good to hang out. Yes, it is. And how many times a day should we brush? Oh, my God. we got to do it, too or three times and what about flossing i think we should do that every day yeah when i get an eye roll and they say once a week i'm like you ain't doing it once a week you're bullshitting me <laughs> i've been doing mine so, since uh -huh, good man and what do we hit after those sweets what are we drinking you know, i think water, water is you a great got that go. right okay we're gonna sign off here thanks for joining us again our well articulators and we'll be back it's always fun and enjoyable thanks for listening take care bye